You're listening to the DolphinsTalk.com Podcast Network. to the Two Old Dolphins Podcast, a proud member of the Dolphin Talk Podcast Network. The show is hosted by Alex Sides and me, Scott Quiggle. Hey everyone, before we get started today, I'd like to ask a favor of you. Please go to our website at twooldolfans.com and sign up for email notifications. The only time we typically send anything out is when we publish a podcast, um, and you will receive that email immediately upon us publishing it, which guarantees that you will hear the podcast probably a day before anyone else, as it's taking very long to populate the various uh, platforms, you know, iTunes and Google Play and Spotify these days, so do that um we'd also like to grow the podcast so if you could follow us on twitter or instagram or facebook that would be great tell your friends about us that would be even better thanks hello and welcome to two old dolphins podcast i guess at this point this would be episode one of season seven uh usually we're off for a couple months but we're back alex has got a a bug up his you know what, and it's just dying to talk about a few subjects, and I uh, and I agree. How you doing today, Alex? <laughs> I'm doing well, man. Nice and rainy out here in Southern Cal. That's always exciting, and everything goes to hell when it rains in California. Yeah, remember that song? It never rains in California. Yes, boy, it, re- I, it should I be it rarely rains in Southern California. Oh man, but boy, don't they warn you before yeah. it pours, and it's been pouring. But it's cool to be here, and it's cool to to look at our dolphins where we are in the off season, but. Um, boy, uh, there's some concerns that I have. Yeah. So let's start with the elephant in the room, I guess. Uh, last episode, you and I had a conversation about the relationship that we were wondering about between our defensive coordinator and our head time. coach. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then a few days later, uh, basically our worries came true and actually you called me because i had not read about it and when you talked my first reaction was you thought i was messing with you i was because so, i you had didn't been, believe it because i had been bugging you saying mm-hmm. that you know a few days after our podcast that you know i might might have a feeling fans is not going to be here i just had that gut feeling and really why why did i have that is because after seeing hard knocks and really seeing those guys are just polar opposites as we said mm-hmm. and now when they let him go there, my concern comes back to the dolphin culture. Do you remember our conversation? Um, and I think it was in front of the microphone, but we talk so much about the dolphins, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were saying, why isn't Fangio on hard knocks? That was for early like the, on. The yes. first, and you said that he, he had opted out or whatever. You and said. I said, you can in, in opt out 
of yes, being on I remember camera, that. Right? Correct. I remember yeah. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and then he finally showed up in like the fifth or sixth episode or something like that. And, and it was really brief. And that, the fact that he didn't opt out and wasn't in it, the, I don't know, what the silence I, I spoke to me, too. Well, Fangio is a blunt guy. And, and, yep. and I have an article up here that came back in August. And there was another one in October where Vic just blasts our, the depth of the Dolphins. He says we didn't have enough. Mm-hmm. He talks about our defensive line being thin, defensive ends. He talked about... Um, you know our 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 team, our guys like uh, Tyndall not not being up to speed, probably not being able to play. You know what? He ended up playing two snaps the whole year, two tackles. I'm sorry. I don't know what a snaps. great draft pick! Another stellar draft pick uh, from third, Chris Third third round pick. Our first pick in that draft. That he just, our first pick. And I was hoping he would be a good special team player at the time because uh, I, my lack of faith in you know the process that we we're going through. But mm-hmm. bottom line is, he really went out and, and attacked, you know, not attacked, but, you know, basically called players out. Now, that's not the style of McDaniel. This article should have said a lot about yeah. where this is going. But my biggest concern is this mutual parting that they said uh, right when, when the end if of the season. If you and I were mm-hmm. running a team, we have some similarities. Mm-hmm. Uh philosophically especially you know mm-hmm. around football and stuff but mm-hmm. and then we have some differences in our personality you're more a type i'm more i don't know neutral i'm not b or c but mm-hmm. uh it would be a one-two punch you know mm-hmm. it would be hey i'm gonna set a, a really positive culture and uh when somebody needs to get fired or <laughs> or sternly spoken to uh more likely it would be you doing it yeah so, uh, not that I haven't or wouldn't, but yeah. I, I just got to say that, you know, the year end when, uh, and you know, when, when McDaniel stood up there, his comments were, you know, we'll have to evaluate the coaching staff and everything. When he was asked about yeah. Fangio. Is he coming back? Is he coming back? Yeah, it was so, a political answer. It was a very political, it a but, it, but it was not a, yeah, there was no commitment. Yeah. That, yeah, he's our defensive coordinator. So I think this was, this was in the works for a while. Probably uh, this disconnect that allegedly happened. Uh, things that infuriated me was uh, he obviously did not. And this is well documented now. Didn't have a choice on the players that were brought on board uh, at the end of the year. Anyone that was brought into the defense Fangio was not consulted with. Yeah. And it just here's the here's the point that the whole a guy with that pedigree, that experience, in charge of the defense, in charge of the defensive scheme, in charge of the defensive play calling, not being consulted with free agents. So either one, Alex, he was already on the way out the door, okay, right, and that's why, or two, we're a clown show. Yet he put a a, a, a game plan together that kept us in the game. Yeah, uh, against both Buffalo and Kansas City. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I really with the with the most hurt defense in the league. So what what I saw what what, what I've seen consistently is I said this is a pattern. And I want to bring up Flores. When Flores when when we got rid of Flores and fired him after having a relatively successful uh, coaching career, when you accept his handling of two and things like that, we know all that. Okay, right. But record wise, 
with what he was given, mm-hmm. he did great. Yes. And then beating opponents that sometimes we shouldn't have beaten. Mm-hmm. You know, like New England, when they were still good with Brady, he beat them. Mm-hmm. I mean, the guy is just, you know, I thought, you know, it was controversial at the time. But when he left out the door, we, we piled it on. He yeah, was anytime lousy, somebody leaves, yeah, there's and, a pile on. And he was a bad communicator. He couldn't talk to his coaches. The same pattern that I see with Fangio. And what I'm seeing is that the Dolphins are allowing this to happen. The Dolphins are... He reminds me of a French company I used to work for. I mean, Worst company I ever worked for. But but Not you, he. I mean, the situation. But just think about this. If you're now going to come to you this you got to throw dirt on people on the way out the door. That's your culture. If you're now wanting to come to Miami and you're an established coach, are you going to get the same treatment? Is this going to is this a toxic? They talk about collaborative. You see, this is where the whole culture is starting mm-hmm. to bug me yeah. because I don't think our culture is as good as everybody's pretending to be. Oh, McDaniel fixed the culture. Well, he hasn't fixed Greer, and the the, the fact that we had exit meetings with players that became public immediately. They should have told them, this is whatever happens in this room stays in this room. Yeah. Our laundry is not going to be exposed to the world. That's We're right. not going to give anybody any any ammunition against Miami. No social media. No, you'll be fined. You'll be in the doghouse, blah, blah, blah. Well, nobody fears anything, so yeah. everybody just talks openly. Yeah, you know, yeah, we just said we weren't happy with McDaniel, this and that, excuse me, with Fangio. And they piled it on him, and they kept piling it on him. He's been quiet. The only guy that's ever spoke up is Jaws. You know, I came yeah. out and Ron came out and, you know, defended him as a friend and as a guy that he's work colleague and everything else. Uh, but he, Fangio has been very uh, gentleman-like, quiet. Our team continues to Which is on. a little surprising because he never hesitated when asked a question about particular players. Yeah, and we could, we could comment. Like Wilkins. That, like, like he praised him. And he, like but Holland. he also said, he also said that Wilkins, you know, the, the missing, which is true. Missing all those practice, Wilkins was not the same player. We all doubted early in the season. We're going, boy, Wilkins. To me, he's a direct straight shooter. Straight shooter. But he's also apparently somewhat of a classy guy because he's not going to get into a he says, she said war with the Miami Dolphins. We are letting that happen. McDaniel could easily pick up the phone and tell these players, you know what, shut the hell up. Yeah. No more interviews. But the interviews kept coming. The... Uh, players kept piling it on. Same thing we did with Flores. And I venture to say, had we not done the same treatment of Flores, Flores may have, I'm not saying 100%, may have not filed that lawsuit. We may have not lost those draft picks. Things could have gone on if we did not let, get Flores the minute he left the door, be piled on like he was the devil. Yeah. And that was a, that, that to me is part of this culture. Flinging feces at him. Yeah, this is this is the the culture that we are having in Miami. When, when you look at our culture, okay, uh, another part is, and I don't know if this is culture-wise, but are we vetting people correctly? Because we're bringing players in, coaches in, players in that, you know, are acting up. Uh, coaches that are not allegedly not, not being collaborative. That's that they're not they're not working with others. Shouldn't that be the number one priority if that's what the culture that we're trying to build in Miami it's, it shouldn't. How can Fangio be brought in if he allegedly doesn't talk to his assistant coaches? I mean, it just sounds to me like weird. Yeah. And yeah, I don't get so it. So it's either bad vetting or we actually, you know, it's all BS. 
There's a problem there. And it's, it's if, and if the you truth me, probably lies somewhere in between. Yeah, but if it's one off, if it's one off, you say, oh, my God, it was Flores. I bit into it. Oh, Flores is just, you know, but again, he was hired by Greer. Right. Okay. He somehow gets out of that. You know, um, I, I just think that that's been the major issue in Miami. Hiring players, hiring coaches, I'm sorry, and players in some cases that don't fit the system for some reason. Guys like drafting guys like, like Tyndale. Who knows what I could go on and on, you know, with people that just allegedly know uh, whatever Cam Smith. I, I mean, I hear about his mistreatment of Cam Smith. He didn't talk to him. He apparently never cared for him. Well, I also hear the other side of the coin that Cam Smith was not showing up to meetings and that Cam Smith wasn't really dedicated. And I, and I will venture to say, I, as a coach, your number one priority is to win, not to punish players. And if that guy was up to, up to, par and he ready to go Vic would have put him in there's no way Vic would have been vindictive I don't see that it's never been a history of that okay mm. that there's a problem in Miami and yeah. I think that if problem he was cape I, I I have to believe that if he had the talent and he would the play knowledge him. he would play in the situation where we were losing all these defensive backs and Apple was struggling and and people were getting burnt left and right, even Howard to some extent, that mm -hmm. Cam would have saw more playtime, for sure. For sure. And wh what did Vic say? He's not ready. He's not prepared. He's not this. Mm -hmm. uh, missing me meetings. Those things that Vic never said, other people said. Yeah. Well, at least, I mean, I'm okay that the coach comes out and, and is honest with us and says that. Well, me too. Because we're all like, where the hell is Cam Smith? Yeah. And our DC with all this experience and all this knowledge and all these contacts and and everything and, and is telling us the straight shooter from the hip. He's he's not ready. And his you know his reputation's on the line. These guys don't coach to lose. There's no way. They see, yeah. These are eight personalities. They want to win in everything they do. Yeah. Uh, and and lastly, you know, in the culture of Miami, uh, be, there's there's one thing in common with all this, but I just want to say we're not a resilient team, and I think that's reflective in our coach. Because, uh, for example, every time we play a, a top-notch team, we know the story. Mm -hmm. Every time that we we need to step up to the plate, we know the story. And I want to tell you something that is that shocked me a little bit when I found this out and did my research, and I went like, oh, my God. Uh, the word just, you used is resilient. The word that, that I think of Every time I see McDaniel is and the way he talks and the way he carries himself and being the jokester and everything, if he's like that all the time, like we're led to believe with our exposure, our mm -hmm. increased exposure through hard knocks and his I don't want to see any more hard stuff, knock, man. Yeah, uh, then I'll say that we we lack toughness. Well, let's talk about. And if about you want to use a negative word, at times we're we're acting like pussies. No, so. but let's let's look at that for a second. And just because I'm gonna, I, when I saw this, I was a little bit taken back. Okay, December and January, those are the money months, right? You could start the season with all the big hype and score seventy points on somebody, but when you end up scoring seven and fourteen in the biggest games, that's a problem, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, Flores's record in January and for, and remember. Flores had a really bad team at one yes. point. He was fed the, the worst. Junk, the, the worst yes. of the worst. It the was a tank was for two or whatever you want to call it. Right. Okay. There was an intentional strip yeah. of, and, and, and hoarding of picks and all of that. Flores played 15 games in December and January in his career. 10 and 5. 
like Daniel, four and eight. Twice playoffs, yes, much better team, but that's just food for thought. And you know where that comes in? That last thing of the culture. Flores had some shitty things that I hated, but he did build a culture that that damn team was, you did not want to play the Dolphins. You did not want to play a Flores team because it was going to come and, and, and keep attacking you like a like a dog would rabies. The personality of a team often reflects the personality of a team. And coach. we saw that with Detroit. It's like, it's like a company, right? For that metaphor, the personality of a company often reflects the mm-hmm. you know the president or CEO. So, so I mean, what I'm trying to say is that the one common through all this disaster in our culture and everything is Greer. Yeah. Okay. Greer's been our GM since 2016. Yeah. Been associated with the company with with the company with the Dolphin Company mm-hmm. uh, since about 24 years ago. Okay. Yeah. Coincidence, whatever. It's been the whole period. It's not his fault. I know that we haven't won a Some playoff game is. and all that, but a lot of it has to be his fault. These coaches that he's hired, you know, are his picks. Are his picks, and yeah. they've been and th- there've been issues. Now, I think he's 0 and three. So I'm not sure yet. Some people McDaniel. aren't done with McDaniel. I'm not. You aren't. I'm not. I am on the razor's edge of saying I'm done with McDaniel. I, I, I think this. I think what he did with our offensive line was great, but I also wonder, you know, is McDaniel he ever, did with our offensive well, line. Well, bringing the right coach in. Okay, yeah. You know, and and you have to give him credit for that. Sure. Uh, Which Barry in, is is just done. Miracles. It's a great, great guy, and, and yeah. what he and, and what he's done to revive uh, to us career, uh, those things we can't overlook. True. But now this defensive decision that's, that we need to talk about next. But you know, we also talked about two in the last episode and said he's got, he's got one skill set. He's the quick read, throw the ball accurately to uh, in a timing offense to a spot. Well, where Greer is not a maker. Where Greer has failed. When the when the play breaks down, he does not turn things into a game like where, 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 stars do. Where Greer has failed is putting in an offensive line that is uh, stellar forever, forever. Yes, and this has been forever for as long for as he's Miami. been here. He hasn't built a. Good it hasn't. Do, line. It hasn't happened. Detroit did it. Detroit has the number one center, number one offensive tackle in football. Yeah. Right now, this year. Yeah. That's amazing, and this, there's no coincidence. They'd be in the Super Bowl if, if it wasn't for bo- the, the coaches. Bonehead got, just got crazy, but you know, yeah. but I I still would have taken that. I would have been pissed off as shit, but I would love for our team to at least advance that yes. far and have that hope that we could we could have yeah. that type of a team. Yep, uh, they, they're they're solid. They have a great great defense. I mean, they got everything. Okay, great but, offense too. Great offense. Yeah. I mean, but we we as a great team, running back, great wide receiver. We as a team, they don't have the best quarterback in the world, but the team around him. Well, come on, he looked great. Yes, I mean he looked. Yeah, they made it. Yeah. Bottom Mm -hmm. line, he looked great. Yep. Uh, Miami needs to. We need to nail this defensive coordinator. And do you feel like we're going to nail it? Well, let's look at the candidates. But yeah. So, but but closing closing the loop on the on the culture, I think our culture is broken, and I don't believe that Greer, who I just threw some dirt on, Elthos or more, I don't believe all that bullshit of his of being the collaborative team that we are. We're not, because it's proven 
He didn't talk to the last uh, 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 coach that he hired, Flores. Mm -hmm. Now this coordinator, apparently, he does all these moves without talking to him. I also picked that Cam Smith was taken without Vic Fangio's approval. It just seems like this team is not as collaborative as he would lead us all to be. Yeah. And the culture is broken, in my opinion, in Miami. And it's uh, we are a team of, of people talking behind people's back, throwing dirt on people, just a, a bunch of sports. There's grass. a bad odor wafting off the team. It's very bad. Yeah. But now, so having said that, now we have to get a defensive coordinator and say, hey, you know what? Come come on board with us. Um, we need a good one. We need to nail it. I have one that I have in my mind. Well, clearly the most interesting one was Chris Shula. Love it. Who was uh, what linebackers coach or something for uh, uh, for the Rams? For and the last, Rams decided uh, to promote six years and yeah. uh, very smart young man, uh, grandson of the famous Mister Don Shula. Can you imagine another Shula coaching? And I'll Dolphins? tell you what, this is one move. Maybe that, in five years. Okay, you want to want to hear my take on that? When the next coach fails, that's there who is look no at. effing way that uh, McDaniel would have hired him. I think he was brought in for strictly for show. And maybe in his part to parlay himself getting a nice contract with the Rams, uh, you know, in Shula's part, uh, Chris's part. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, there's no way I want to hire the grandson of a legend, the guy whose statue is outside our, our stadium, a freeway is named after him, and everyone in the world uh, considers him. The uh, winningest coach in football history. Yeah, and, 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 and next to God. There's nothing bigger in Florida. I, mean, I, this I is, keep rooting for Shula. Belichick not to get another job. Oh, man, yeah, the hell with <laughs> Belichick. But, you know, Chula, there's no way. Having this kid looking over McDaniel's shoulder, I would have thought McDaniel, I would have lost all faith for McDaniel if he did that. I said, this guy is completely off his rockers. You couldn't have hired him. I'm sorry. He's in the right place. So he's off the table now, right? So Yeah, five years from now, maybe he'll be our head coach. Yeah, well, they'll see. Yeah. Uh, so after McDaniel maybe, gets fired, and then we bring in somebody maybe else, maybe McDaniel that person becomes gets fired. the next Shula. You know. Yeah. That's what I'm hoping for. And then we finally get rid of Chris Greer and bring in Shula and somebody else. So who do you see? Uh, who else do we have for coordinators? Okay, you? so I'll just whip off the list and then just you tell can... me one at a time. Okay, we'll, we'll Anthony Weaver from the Baltimore. Well, you Ravens. started with my number one. Okay. Uh, I love him for many reasons. He's the D-line coach. He's also the associate head coach. Uh, very aggressive. Rex Ryan, disciple. You know, just an aggressive, aggressive guy. And coming from a team, the Raven, who who's really their, their kind of like their stake is their defense. You know, that's their what culture, their culture has been. Tough defense. Tough defense. And yep. aggressive defense. Mm -hmm. uh, I think he's a head coach material one day. He's 43 years so old. So is Harbaugh. <laughs> yeah, I know. Harbaugh's statements were interesting, always throwing dirt by compliment, throwing dirt on us, complimenting him. I think he will be a guy that if things go sideways for Mr. McDaniel, we have a potential replacement. Uh, I really love the guy. I think he's the best choice that we have out there right now. Okay. Okay, next. Yeah. Leslie Frazier. I hate it. Um First of all, if you think we are a social media joke right now with all the attacks on Tua and this, imagine the Bills fans just having fun. Hey, that's the coach that uh, got scored on with whatever, 13 seconds left. That's the coach that has his responsibilities taken away by McDermott to, for play calling. That's the it's going to be a cluster. I see him as a, as a guy that, yes, experience, but, um, I mean, the Bill fans freaking love to hate him. Uh, I 
just don't see it working in Miami. You know, it's going to be, I just think, think the social media alone and the fact that, you know, he's not, uh, you know, it's, he's kind of an old school guy anyway. Is that going to work with McDaniel? I don't know. I don't see it working with McDaniel. I don't think he's really a serious candidate. I would, ho I would not think it will be a successful move. Uh, right here, what I wrote, the biggest thing is that, you know, uh, is he going to rub the players wrong again? And our, you know, with his style of the, the old school, old school. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not saying I, I think Anthony will Weaver would be more, uh, you know, a guy that everyone would play hard for. And that I just don't see him tough, the same. aggressive, tough, aggressive, but yeah. you know, defense will like him and listen and work with them. Frazier is just, I just don't think it's the right fit. So I say no on him. I know a lot of the guys want him, but okay. Next Ryan Slowick. That's interesting. Uh, that's an internal uh, mm -hmm. guy. He's our outside linebacker coach. I don't see a chance in hell. Yeah. I mean, even though – here's my problem with him. He was out of football for like three years, and nobody knows what the hell happened recently. I mean, like 2017, 2020, whatever it was, he was just completely out of football. Like nobody knows what he did. Like it was out on some mission somewhere. Nobody knows. Hmm. And I find that weird. Uh I think I think he's go, a spy. Yeah, go, yeah. Going from a from a from that kind of a, a position coach to a position coach. Yeah, I don't know, man. All the way to DC. It's probably a great guy, but I think it's premature. I wouldn't I, I wouldn't go for him. Okay. Uh, Anthony Campanilla. I you know he's the darling of the uh, the hard knocks, right? I mean everybody. Yeah, that's my comment. Is the one person who spoke the best. Who seemed hard, gravelly voice, you know, just who's been interviewed for a, for a, for a DC it, position. Yeah, so uh, he stood out as more of a leader to me. Me too. Than McDaniel when yeah. when the two of them were next to each other, he seemed kind like of the leader. Reminded not us McDaniel. Reminded me of that coach in Detroit. Yeah, <laughs> he kind of has that he's little got some bit toughness. Of, he's got wanna, some. You know, I, yeah, he's got that tough he's edge. Got some so. New York, New Jersey, or whatever, too. He's a know. Jersey guy. Yeah. yeah, I I like him. I think he would be uh, my second choice. I just my, my concern is, you know, I don't I X's don't, and O's. X's and O. I don't right? know what like, is his. How, what of his resume? How does he know how to implement an entire defense? Yeah, we we have done. Yeah, with him. but but uh, okay. Uh, I hope you don't. I, yeah, the, you still need to go to one guy that I. Yeah. The recent there's a few more, the yeah. recently fired head coach of the I almost said San Diego Los Angeles Chargers. Okay, I don't want to say Brandon the word Brandon Staley, but no, I'm not going to say the word just to be nice, but no effing way. Uh, this guy, his defense was best. The best rank he ever had was 20 with those Chargers. Uh -huh. uh, I think he got on the coattail of uh, McVay and you know did okay. Uh, I just don't see. This guy, the Chargers had so much, so much, so much talent and never, ever, ever got to anything. He called all the plays. Yeah. That's the good part. Yeah. The bad part is he never got them to play above average, below yeah. average. Let me draw a metaphor how I would feel if he was hired as our DC. When New York hired Gase. Gase. Yeah, Gase kinda... was here. He was a joke. He completely failed. And then New York turned around and hired him. 
That's our that's guy. That's how I would feel. That's yeah. our guy. That's how I would feel if we hired Brandon Staley. Yes, he's got a resume of failure, yet, hey, let's give him another chance. Yeah. I no. Mean, and not only that, his uh, his crazy go for it, you know, which drove me nuts. He's probably worse than McDaniel and that stuff. They probably, you know, I, I was making jokes about it, but mm-hmm. I, I, I just think that we do need to have a little bit of, uh, you know, guys that are not, not polar opposite, maybe, but not exactly twins. I feel he's a he's a McDaniel clone. I really do, and I don't want it. And he has no success, zero. Yeah, I don't want him. If you have experience, at least know how to win and have some examples to point to where you were successful. Yeah, I, to I, be in a leadership role that high, right? Yeah. If, yeah. if you're the assistant linebackers coach and you don't have any success on your resume. You're in a learning position, right? Yep. Not the DC, not a head coach. So yeah, and by the way, Campanelli. One of the notes that I had here is that he survived Flores and everything. I mean, that's interesting, you know. It that, is, that, and that Fangio thought of him enough to keep him. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, love and and he survived Flores. He survived Boyer, and now this. Yeah. So that's stay, uh, stay, 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 stay. Yeah, consistent, yeah. and while the Dolphin, you know. Just love that kid. I think, it, you know, maybe he's a little premature. We're going to have to go through a learning curve, but that's, I will be okay with it. Second choice, though. Okay. okay. Is there anybody else? So I don't know if there's, like, any more in terms of today, but there's one more that we have interviewed already. Uh, a few days ago? Uh, Chris Kiffin. Oh, yeah. Well, you know more about him. I mean, I know with the Texans, right? Yes. Linebacker okay. currently... The linebackers coach with with Houston, mm-hmm. um, also served as an assistant coach for the Browns, the 49ers, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. All good defenses. All yeah. good defenses. Mm-hmm. So at the very least, he's seen and been trained and had experience with successful defenses. Okay. All right. I don't. How old I'm is not he? Not making a case. Does for it show him. how old he is? Uh, forty-two. Okay, pretty close to. Uh, Weaver, 43. Uh, he has uh, a, a, a very famous sibling. Mm-hmm. Head coach for mm-hmm. many different... Uh, many, many. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, college teams. Lane Kiffin is his brother. So Yeah. Well, I mean... So he's got football in the family. For Monty sure. Monty Kiffin was his for sure. you know, father. So. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's one of these uh, hardball type of situation, um, which, uh, I mean, so basically, do you have a choice of who you would like to see as our new HC? Not HC, excuse me. DC. Uh, DC. <laughs> well, you know, when we were early mm-hmm. and they said Frazier, I went and looked at Frazier's like history and, and all of that. And I said, I, you know. I feel like there needs to be a counterbalance to our head coach and his personality. And, and, you know, we need a hard-nosed person in there. We need a person with with scars and experience and wisdom. And so I liked Frazier initially. Uh, And then as I heard other things and read other things that diminished a little bit, like some of the things you were just saying, um, I certainly don't want to be the laughing stock of Bills fans that we have to deal with already in 
painfully to some extent. You, so. so you had heard of that before after before I mentioned it, right? You've seen it? Uh, uh, some trickles, yeah. My God, so. they, they think it's hysterical. They're like, this is going to be so... F-. But regardless, I mean, who cares what the Bill fans say? It's what we do is right for Miami. But right. Yeah, I agree. I, for I just, sure. So, I mean, I'm trying to look up how I know old who he I is. don't want. I, I I definitely do not want Staley. I mean that that whole thing right from the beginning was like, there's the person I want the least right there. Circle mm-hmm. him and draw a, a line through him. So, um, I don't have honestly of the people that we interviewed, I don't have a strong favorite. You know, I mean, I I like Weaver. I liked him even more when I heard oh. Harbaugh talk about him. Right. Yeah, so. Yeah. Yeah, I I really love that because Har- Harbaugh's. We're gonna get into. The I one. like to hate Harbaugh. I want to talk. Yeah, but but I I gotta say. Well, and he even threw crap the way, on us during that statement in, in a very if he takes, in a very direct way. Yeah, he's uh, he's uh, well, if he he's, takes a job, he may come back, but he's interviewing with the Dolphins, and you know if if he gets that DC, if he decides if they offer it to him, and he decides to take it. Yeah, you know like. Why would you go work for the Dolphins? He goes to he yeah. goes he goes interview, but then he says, ah, "I'm not really going to take this job because yeah. I don't want to work here." Yeah. But uh, <laughs> by the way, Frazier is 65. I just don't want that. Yeah, and we're going to get the same scenario again, and it's Vic Fangio part two, but not as good. Yeah, it's it's a it's a Fangio. I, I, it's exactly just what it look is. at the final result of what Fangio did in his one year here, and it's better than our previous. Oh, well, Fangio, yeah. So. Yeah, but yeah. I, I really pray that we don't get him because it's just going to be a, uh, I, it's gonna be a cluster. It's going to be the, the revolt again and whatever, and, and he's going to stop talking to somebody and whatever. I just don't see it. We need a coach that's going to have uh, – that needs to have a similar – I say in the early 40s, late 30s, max, that range, mm-hmm. you know, coach that's going to be young enough to identify with these players because that's the culture we have and understand you need to be inclusive more Scott, than in the past i've said it before we are still the, be the person that makes the decisions yeah we are the most friendly player friendly team par none in the nfl that's not necessarily a, a bad thing but but it, it's not necessarily a good thing either. But necessary. But we need coaches that fit in that mode because once yeah. you have the Vic Fangio's, you, you, everything's out of whack. You have one coach who tells you to take days off, and another one who says, "What the hell? You're not working hard enough." Yeah, it's just not going to work. Yeah, you need to have consistency throughout your staff. So Frazier, you out. and I hate the take days off thing. Oh, I couldn't stand it. There's no way I would ever do that. Yeah. You know, and anyway, beyond that, I, what I was going to say, Scotty, is the thing that we need. The hardball would have been my perfect scenarios our head coach yes we've and said it in the past every time we've looked for a head coach can we get harbaugh he's always been at the top of our list and folks watch what he's going to do with the year Chargers. after year and and at one point raw sneaky ross got on a plane to go talk to him remember that debacle? But he was with frisco yeah well when he was exiting frisco before mm-hmm. michigan yes and then he became the michigan head coach and then ross was an idiot and said well i'm not going to be the person to take him away <laughs> yeah, you and i have talked about this in my previous alumni. podcast yeah, yeah, you know yeah, yeah. when mcdaniel i'm not gonna hurt michigan right when that whole mcdaniel thing that that hire that opening floors out the door we didn't know who the next coach was going to be that would have been perfect. Uh, Harbaugh was the one I talked most about, but when Ross came out and said that one, we, we just scratched him off the list, we and, and my favorite became Peterson. Peterson so. became the unanimous choice yeah. from two old Dolphins. Yeah. But 
Uh, I'm hoping we're going to get the right defensive coordinator, and I'm hoping that our culture takes a change, but I do not believe it will it as long needs as Greer, to get harder. As long as Greer is. is there, we're going to have that that nitpicking pile on the dirt BS culture that we have. Yeah. Uh, and we're going to keep going with the old we're a collaborative team. I swear Greer is a Teflon man. Yep. Well, we all know that. And uh, we, so and, few people point the finger at him and, and you know. And he's a good middle of the road guy. It's just we're never going to yeah, get to excellence. He's not the worst GM. No. Nope. He's clearly better than our previous GM, but he's still average. Yeah, he's not he's Ireland. Not, I mean, Ireland yeah. will be like you know, jumping off a bridge or whatever. <laughs> but we got this guy. And, and again, I wish him well. But, boy, I think that problem that's a problem. And I hope we get the coordinator that is tough and young. And I hope that that Weaver is, is my clear choice. And if we get Frazier, it's a matter of time. So let's see what happens, man. The, the, who who you, you're putting in your nickel for who? Weaver? Or? Yeah, I guess I'll go in with you. Uh, we might as well because, I mean, it's 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 going to be this, this decision. I can tell you this, and there's no secret. He better get it right. Because if we get another one-and-done joke, unless the guy is, like, promoted to a head coach somewhere, mm-hmm. you know, I can accept that. I just can't accept yeah. another, you know, movement of a guy going, you know, oh, it's just mutual. We're going to let you walk, you know. Uh, <laughs> become the defensive coordinator in Tampa or whatever, you know. <laughs> we don't, I laugh, but it's not funny. It's it's sad. It's sad. But uh, well, Mr. McDaniel, you better nail this, buddy. This is, this is such a, a crucial point. You know, at Dolphins, we're not going to stop supporting our team. We're going to love it forever. We're going to be here forever, mm-hmm. as long as God gives us health. But boy, mm-hmm. it I am not. I see. I see a lot of chinks in the armor with uh, Mr. McDaniel and with Mr. Greer, and one or both need to get their act together this year. This year, yeah, this draft, this I, off season. I mean. There has to be, and we called it in the last podcast, a giant step forward. A giant. At least that's what I said. Mm-hmm. Uh, McDaniel showed that he can improve, but not enough to make us a championship, a, a team able to win a playoff game. Not enough to have a winning record in in December. That, that's know? been beaten up. I mean, we, we yeah. play good teams. We average, you know. We lack toughness. We, yeah, and we don't compete. Yeah. That's really a sad part, that we cannot compete. Uh, against good teams, and we don't rectify it. Like Detroit went into the Ravens and did not compete, but then they started competing against good teams. Yeah, and competed all the way through to San Francisco. They just continue to improve. They continue to improve. We went put things together. We went the opposite we way. Went the opposite we crushed way. some bad teams, beat the crap out of them, and then folded at the end of the year. <laughs> and the w- and this is like sad to say, like we always do, but doesn't it just always? It just always do. Yeah, it's been. But the worst part for me was there was the offense that collapsed yeah and it was and and that and that was indisputable the defense kept us in there yep and and now that guy's gone yeah and now we need to bring a new coordinator in that's gonna continue building a stronger and stronger culture and one that is you know obviously player friendly because that's what we're going to be at but that players will believe and sell out for i would not be heartbroken to see campanile um, get, no, get I, but that would not be so, my first choice. Yeah. I'm saying it clear. If Weaver, we chose him, you know, at least I saw, I know what his personality yeah, but, is like. I know Weaver, we got yeah. a guy that's actually yeah. been around so many good systems. Yeah. And, yep. more, 
and yeah, a guy, agreed. A, guy, a guy that Harbaugh gives his uh, approval on. <laughs> I'm sorry, buddy. I put I put more weight than that than anything else that, that's out there. But either way, I hope it's one of those two guys. But we might be pleasantly or unpleasantly surprised here in the next few days. When should we get a coach, Scott? Let's leave it with that. I mean, as soon as possible. That's a good answer. Before somebody else snaps him up. Do you think we're waiting for anybody from these two teams? That's always a possibility. San Francisco. And San Francisco would be the one that I would think would be most likely because our head coach came from there. And he loves to F with that coach. And <laughs> they don't, I don't think they like each other anymore. Uh, maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, I'm glad. It's, I think this has been a great podcast. And uh, it's going to be an interesting offseason here. It's going to get only more interesting as we try to weave our way through the cap. And we should have a meeting. Uh, meeting. Yeah. A podcast on that pretty soon because that cap is a mess right now. Yeah. Uh, you know, this is the one thing that I think Chris Greer has a strength on is, is managing the money side of things. You wouldn't know that by, by the way the cap By the is way right we now. are right now, yes. But he's always found a way. Okay. <laughs> okay. 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 I'm glad I'm glad I you feel that way. I don't love him. I don't want I I think we could do better. So Especially on the personnel side, which is what makes your team. So Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's see what happens here. We'll know a lot more about what's going to happen uh, with our future of our team here, hopefully uh, a week after the Super Bowl's over, the latest, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know when we're going to do our next podcast. That's what I said last time. Historically, it's been months before we came back and did one. Uh, but I think we're energized. Yeah, yeah we'll see what, but let's see what happens. I mean, you never know with this team. Another shoe will drop sooner or later. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. let's do it, man. Okay, let's do it. Okay. Three, two, one. Go, Go Dolphins! Dolphins. Two Old Dolphins Podcast is proud to be a member of the Dolphins Talk Podcast Network. In addition to our website at twooldolfans.com, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, and many more, we can also be found at dolphinstalk.com. We have a sponsor we'd like to thank, Sawbox Music Company, makers of eclectic stringed instruments, boutique tube amplifiers, and custom portable music devices. Check them out at sawboxguitars.com. That's S-A-W-B-O-X-G-U-I-T-A-R-S.com. Or find them on Facebook. You can reach out to us through our website and email address that's there. Or find us on Twitter where we're very active. Uh, we have an Instagram account that we post to occasionally and uh, a Facebook page. Our podcast contains the music of two bands. We'd like to thank the original Tartanic drum and bagpipe champions, you can find their music and more at tartanic.net. A huge shout out to Rick DeJesus and the boys of Adelitas Way. Can't thank them enough for allowing us to use their kick-ass rock in our podcast. You can find them everywhere. Amazon, Apple, Facebook, Spotify. And make sure to catch them when they're touring because they are the best.